Um, okay, this is the uh, intro for the podcast. Let's fucking go. <laughs> New Jersey, wake the fuck up. Doxed. <laughs> Welcome back to the Silver Screen Fiends podcast. I am your host, Sam, and with me as always is Blake and Joe. We're going to talk about cinema and oh how much it sucks. Facts. Oh happy God. New Year to everyone because this is the first episode of New Year. And More like happy poo year. <laughs> and you're going to notice you're going to notice some changes. Number 1, Joe, look at that nice facial hair. <laughs> Number like 1, this? Joe, you're off the show. <laughs> <laughs> you're fucking canceled. Cut his mic. <laughs> you're looking good, dude. You are you are looking good, though. I oh say. my god, stop. Look at, look at you with your Alara hat. Living your best. You're living your best fucking life right now. Hey baby. Um, number two, we have a new addition to the show. We have a lobster that Blake got me. His name is Joe Two, aka Beans. Uh, uh, what else? Is, what else is new? Blake. Blake has a, a new a new little puppy who's going to be the yeah. mascot of the show. I'll get him later, so we can all look at him. So you can bite uh, my microphone. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, four more years of Trump, baby. Let's do this. Yes, uh, dude. Yes. He's honestly, dude, he's honestly a good guy. Dude, he's a good guy. He really is. Oh, God. Okay. Well, you know, before I just get off in the tiff right now, let's just talk film. But we'll do, we'll do, we'll do a, a little bit of housekeeping. So what have you boys been doing recently? What have you watched recently? What have you all um, been doing? Uh, other than having a mental breakdown every day of my life, <laughs> Fair. Um, I just watched uh, WandaVision, a TV show. Oh, I did too. Um, yeah. Yeah, me it too. Was, it, was, it was pretty good. It was very weird. It was interesting. Um, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes because it really made no sense to me at all. Um, but I don't know. It was, it was spooky. Um, I also watched the documentary series the night stalker oh okay yeah yeah dude it is pretty good and like legitimately so fucked up like that guy richard ramirez is a fucking was a fucking psychopath like that guy richard ramirez i'm starting to think wasn't so great of a guy (laughs) (laughs) not good honestly he like I'm two episodes in. I'm starting to think he's not that good of a guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude, it's it's good though. It was pretty scary. I uh, I did have a nightmare. I won't lie. (laughs) Ah, shit. I'm sorry, Joe. (laughs) I know. Um, I don't know. Other than that, I haven't watched much. I watched Soul a few weeks back. Um, and that was amazing. But we get in more into like the movies from the past year, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just a few little thingies. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. What about you, Blake? Sure. What have you been up to? Uh, I recently, I also watched WandaVision. I've been watching The Stand on CBS, which I started out, I watched the first episode and did not like it. And then I was like, you know what? I have nothing else to watch. I'm just going to keep watching it. And it's been pretty good. So it grew on you? Okay. Yeah. Okay. You, you know what it is? It's it, I love the book, obviously. And it's very different from the book and just like everything it's like once you kind of get past that it's not the book it's yeah. good 
but like if i'm sitting there just like comparing every single aspect of it to the book it's not very enjoyable but Mm -hmm. i'm trying to watch it like objectively yeah i I feel like someone in your position that might be a little bit more difficult so yeah so i had to like check out of what i knew from the book yeah yeah but yeah that's why i don't i also watched uh the Michael Jordan documentary. Yo, I just watched that. Oh, yeah, wait, that where where is awesome. that? It's on Netflix now. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah that was it's so it's so good. And like yeah. uh like basically because like the whole show is filmed in like it was they filmed from like like during the eighties and stuff. Like so the almost the whole documentary is shot on film. Oh nice. Oh yeah. shit. Yeah, I'm gonna watch that tomorrow. Fuck. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> it's long as hell, but it's like cool. worth yeah, it was oh, fucking nuts, dude. Like, I didn't even know half of that shit happened. Yeah. Yeah, and then also I I recently watched uh, I watched Invisible Man again. I watched Prince of Darkness recently. And I watched... Uh, what else did I watch? Oh, uh, Revenge of the Sith again. I've been doing a lot of re-watching, which is what I usually do anyway, so... Yeah. A lot of movies I've already seen. <laughs> Yeah, the good stuff deserves it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, Quality. I feel like lately, it, lately it's been like really hard for me to like watch stuff and like sit down and watch stuff. I don't know why, but like I jumped into like a few TV shows here and there lately. But like, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm like so like annoyed the fact that like everything I wanted to watch this year is not coming out for a long ass time. Yeah. Yeah, Blake um, and I very briefly discussed that before I'm we just like, start recording. Yeah, not to go on off of, onto a tangent, but we can talk about it later. But it's just like so frustrating. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. It's oh, just like absolutely. well, because it's like nothing right now. Like I'm, there's nothing I'm excited to watch. Yeah, I'll find yeah. something and it'll be good. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that that was cool. I'm glad I watched that. But like, I have no anticipation for anything, which is like a big part of what gets me hyped for a movie is like spending months and months, like leading up to it Yeah. So right now. Like I'll find a, a good movie or something on a streaming service, but like I'll just watch it. Think it was pretty good. And then kind of like forget about it. Yeah. I don't know. That's it's, how it's I annoying. feel. Yeah. It's so much good shit was slated to come out, but guess we gotta be patient. Yeah. Trash. Fuck. Sam, oh, what God. did you watch lately? I've only watched a few things this year so far. Um, one of them was Invisible Man, which we will get into. Mm-hmm. Uh, rewatched Super Bad because one of Classic. my all-time favorite modern comedies. I watched my father for six months straight has been telling me about this movie called Jungle with Daniel Radcliffe. Okay, he was like, "You absolutely need to watch this." It finally came on Prime for free, and it was really cool. He he plays this um, this kid who basically instead of opting to go to university, he goes away from home for a year and he wants to go explore the world and travel and get in okay. touch with himself. So you know all that Grateful Dead shit. And then he like brings along a friend who brings along a friend, and then he finds out about this place where you can have like a spiritual awakening and has like this indian tribe and so they like go hiking and then he gets lost he goes down like rapids and he's basically surviving and it was actually a real story which was interesting because at the end they show like where the people really were in life so Mm -hmm. that was pretty cool uh and then i watched yeah and then i watched for 
uh, the the other day it was Cary Grant's birthday, so I was like, all right, I'm gonna watch a, a Cary Grant movie. But I found one that like didn't even really have him in it for more than five minutes, and it was a movie called Merrily We Go to Hell, and it was a movie that like I knew I would like because it was in like 1932, mm-hmm. and it was it was when the Hayes Code was first implemented, but they be but they didn't start strictly enforcing it until 1934 so they still have staples from that period like the pre-code era where you have the dark eyeliner and there's all the risque language and it was it was pretty interesting it was a sad fucking movie but involved a lot of drinking so that was cash money uh and i really haven't i really haven't watched many movies so far this year i did watch wandavision uh which which again as somebody who like sort of cares about marvel I thought it was pretty interesting. They fucking yeah. nailed the Dick Van Dyke homage yeah, very in the first cool. it was episode. Really cool. I remember watching it and like, this is literally like a Dick Van Dyke episode. And yeah. then I read up on it after and they said it was supposed to be like Dick Van Dyke. So yeah. I'm interested to see where they go with it. I think um, it's one of those things I took a plunge and I ended up liking it. So we'll see where yeah. it goes. I think the, uh, the, like each episode, it's like, it's fun. It's a fun time, but like, the ending is like where it catches you each time um, mm-hmm. so far, at least with those first two episodes, they were like, it really, they do a good job of like wanting, like you want to see what is going to happen next. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they're building up to something and, and that's cool. So yeah, it's so, cool yeah. that Marvel's kind of stepping outside their normal thing. Cause I feel like one of the biggest criticisms of Marvel movies is like that. They're pretty much, yeah, it's like this. Movies. It's like the same thing over and over. Again. Yeah, and this is like just something totally out there. So it, yeah. that is pretty cool. Yeah, it's yeah. So I'm I'm interested. I uh I said fuck it and bought a year Disney Plus. So <laughs> I'm sure it'll give me my money's worth, right? Like either that. Either oh, that I just or, got, I just yeah. uh not to cut you off. I just signed up for HBO uh Max. Mm-hmm. And, there's uh, a lot I of wa- stuff on there. Yeah, there's yeah. good movies on there. Yeah. Um, I watched. Um, the f- new episode that they made for that show Euphoria. Oh yeah, um, okay. That it was pretty good. It was like a one-off episode. Um, and they're d- coming out with like the second part of it. Like it's not for the second season. It's just like two episodes they wanted to make in between the second season. Um, but it was pretty good. I, that show is like pretty intense, and they uh, it's like usually pretty fast-paced. But the whole episode basically just takes place in like this diner. Um. It remi- the episode kind of like reminded me of uh, like kind of like moonlight vibes, um, like in the uh, restaurant. But uh, oh, okay, yeah. yeah, you've been telling me about that show for a while. I got, I got to get on that. Yeah, it's it's pretty uh, it's it's pretty intense, but um, it reminds me kind of of that show uh, Skins from the UK. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that was like really popular. Um, mm-hmm. at least when I was a teenager, but. Um, yeah, it, it was cool. Um, I, I've been like trying to watch more like TV since like during quarantine, yeah. like, at least the beginning portion of quarantine, I was like going through like a lot of movies. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I kind of, I have that sort of transition going on too. Yeah. Because... I was like, <laughs> there was like a lot. I think I made a list on letterbox. It had to be like maybe 90 something movies I watched in those first two months of quarantine. Yeah, yeah. There was what else were you gonna do, right? Exactly. Like I just. Sat <laughs> it was a good time to do it. 
Yeah, I it's funny, like in the beginning of quarantine, I was like, Oh yeah, movies, and then I'm like, I'm gonna like get back into anime. So then I just I watched like ten fucking shows in a row. And then I kind of like went back to movies and then I tried live action stuff. So I'm in, I'm in the same boat as you. I'm trying to like yeah. watch shows. I just finished this one called Brockmire that stars Hank Azaria. Oh, and I've heard of that. Yeah, it's really good. I, I, I always tend to gravitate towards shows about sports, even though I don't really care much for sports. Yeah. Because they always end up being entertaining to me anyway. It's, yeah, it's like, something about the atmosphere yeah, that I that's like. That's like that that Last Dance documentary that Blake brought up. Um, like, I don't... I followed hockey growing up, and then I fell off. But, like, I was always interested in the Bulls. I was interested in Michael Jordan, Dennis Rodman. Like, those people are... They're bigger than the sport. Oh, yeah. Um, but so it was interesting to watch that uh, unfold because I didn't know any of that stuff happened. So I'm just like, oh, this is crazy. Yeah, I don't think you need to be a sports or basketball fan at all to enjoy that documentary. It was so interesting. Yeah, yeah, like Michael Jordan at this point is more cultural icon than athlete. So, like, you don't even really need much, like, backstory. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's true. And it's, yeah, figures being larger than life. Like, you you don't need to care about shit when it comes to basketball. And you're like, oh, yeah, Michael Jordan. Like, he's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The GOAT. The goat, the goat. Yeah, so we will we will just plunge into what will probably consist of a few good movies, and then the rest is just going to be shit. So other things. We're gonna we're gonna kind of. I guess we'll take this opportunity to treat this as sort of like a I don't know wrap up show, even though like fuck twenty twenty, but yeah, we'll we'll talk about the movies we actually liked from last year. Mm-hmm. So I guess um I guess I'll start, and I'll just say this unironically: I liked the Sonic movie. Saturday. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I thought, I thought honestly, and I know that when you say it was probably one of the best video game movies I've seen in a while, it's already setting the bar low. But it, it to me, it was, it did just enough to appease the old fans while introducing a new audience. And plus, I mean, let's not deny this Jim Carrey was the whole movie. Yeah. Like Jim Carrey as Jim Carrey is pretty much what sold the Sonic movie. For sure. But, but I thought it was fun. Like, obviously, some of the humor is going to be fucking stupid and targeted at young people, like Sonic flossing. But <laughs> yeah, that's sh- honestly, but, dude, that shit, that shit was lit. Yeah, no, it, it was funny. And it was, it was one of the last movies I think I saw in theaters. That was, that was, I think that or Onward was the last movies I saw in theaters. Mm-hmm. Shit, I don't even remember what my, the last one is. Oh, you know what? Birds of Prey, I think it was the last one I saw in theaters. Cinema. Yeah, I wonder. Actually, it was either Sonic or the My Hero Academia movie. I can't remember. Oh, that's cool. What the? That was good too. But I'm trying to think of. Yeah, one one or the other. But yeah, Sonic. Honestly, not bad. It was. Yeah, it was I, you know what it is. Like I, I can't think of another way they could have done a Sonic movie that would have been better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Like, I don't know what other approach they could have taken. Because exactly, and I feel like if they were gonna, part of my fear was that they were going to probably introduce tails in the movie. Yeah. I, th- I thought that would have introduced uh, too, too much of an annoying element because you already had the two main characters and to introduce tails, like obviously tails is a whiny bitch. So like, yeah, <laughs> you don't really, but like it's, I, I kind of like how they teased him at the end and they're alluding to a sequel, but I think, I think they are doing a sequel. They are doing a sequel. Yeah. Cause I remember hearing that knuckles was going to be in the sequel too. 
Yeah, so so it'll it'll be interesting. I think yeah. definitely that movie at least did a good job at what it was trying to do. It's you crazy know. too, like how they had the whole thing with the redesigning the character and everything. And I would say yeah. it actually did pay off. Like when they were doing it, I was like, I don't know, like, is it worth it for them to do this? But I, I would say it, it was. Yeah. yeah, and I I had heard things about that because I know that when they were developing the movie. Uh, the, uh, apparently that was supposed to be the original design and then they redesigned him and that ended up being the ugly one and then they went back to the other design and the only thing although it paid off and it was a positive change the only thing that scares me about that is how much the influence of people in social media had on a studio yeah, like dude, that. It's, yeah, it's crazy. It, it's, it I think it's cool, but also it's a little terrifying if you think it, about it. It sets that. a bad precedent for sure. Like it worked out in this case, but it sets a bad precedent for the future. Right, because every little change we don't like, we're just going to hop on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. But the truth is, I think also with this one, like the Sonic fan base is not like other fan bases so i don't i don't know if there would be another case with as strong of like a an opinion on it yeah like, yeah like that's Sonic fans are, that's like a hardcore fan base yeah. oh sure i agree with that yeah i i think that that's absolutely true and i i, I just wonder how that really is going to change the landscape of things but yeah overall sonic good only time I, I will tell it. i liked it I think I saw it on Valentine's Day. Oh, without me? In IMAX. Fuck. <laughs> I saw it with Brian, actually. He was, he was my date. Sick invite. <laughs> yeah, no problem. We hate you. <laughs> Comedy. We also, yeah, we also... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. We also watched the... Fathom did, like, a... What was it? 40th anniversary of the Muppet movie. And we went to that. That was cool. Wow. Even yeah, sicker to, of an invite. Plus, the show yeah that's big that's news true, yeah. that's because i know that for a while the streaming rights were being yeah, it's been like impossible yeah they they yeah, were having I'm trouble so hyped. with that yeah I'm so hyped it's a big deal i actually just to uh obviously we always go off track but my friend <laughs> my friend my friend showed me a jim henson documentary done oh, by really? the guy who does the defunct land series Oh, that's cool. And and it's it's long. It's split up into multiple episodes. But if you guys have time, it is a very well constructed love letter to Jim Henson. And I didn't know three quarters of the shit that they were talking about. And it was really interesting seeing What's all this it on? work. Um, it's just on YouTube. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah Jim Henson was a pretty interesting guy. I, I read his biography a while ago when I was like heavy, heavy into the Muppets and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like it's crazy how it, like his impact on like just puppets in general and like how we understand and like use puppets yeah. in film and things like that is so massive. And I don't think people even like realize that he basically like invented puppets in movies for the most yeah. part. Yeah. Oh, ab- absolutely. Yeah. Like obviously Every- obviously there's plenty of older movies that use like yeah. puppetry in some way, but he like kind of broke through to make it more mainstream. Yeah. yeah, he was in. He was involved with every major puppet-related piece of yeah. content. Star Wars, like yeah. everything. Sesame Street, mm-hmm. and I didn't know that. 
he created the original designs for like yeah. Big yeah. Bird and Ernie and Oscar. I didn't fucking know that. <laughs> like, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So if you guys guys, uh, it's couple couple hours total, but it's it's worth it. No, nah, I'm not gonna watch it. Yeah. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> did you say it's on YouTube? Yeah, you can find it all on YouTube. I'm so, gonna watch it. Yeah. So if anyone else wants to try cinema for the movie. Anal. All right, so this has been the Silver Screen. <laughs> um, poo-poo pee-pee. Poo-poo pee-pee. Um, I don't know. Let's see. I have a list from Letterboxd. Let me see if I can pull it up. Before, Sam, do you want to talk about Invisible Man? Oh, yes. Did, I, you, I, did you just watch it for the first time? or did you? Or is that yes. So when I watched it, it was for the first time, and it was one of those things where it came out, then pandemic mm-hmm. happened. I was like, ah, motherfucker, and then and then it came to where did I watch it? Like HBO Max or something? Mm -hmm. And I remember, oh, I gotta watch it, and then I put it off for some reason, and then I finally sat down. I remember I told my dad about it because he's a big fan of well, first of all, horror in general, but he's also just a big fan of the classic horror. And I said it's basically like a reboot of the invisible man and he said oh okay cool and we'll check it out so that was fucking wow i mean i was going into it expecting to i didn't think i was gonna hate it but when you already kind of have the expectation (laughs) that oh i want it to kind of hit the same notes as the original and you know it's not going to but at the same time i mean just for like the first half of the movie perfect way to kind of build that anxiety and tension. You're wondering how is this going to happen? Mm-hmm. And then the little things happen and how he turns her against everyone. Everyone turns against her and then she's crazy. She's labeled as psycho. Yeah. And then everything about it was really unique and they brought it into a modern period where I think it succeeded, especially the halfway point that that dinner scene that um i i don't know should we should we get into spoilers here because i i feel like I it's been out for a while so Um, all right so here's your here's your fucking spoiler alert (laughs) the halfway point where she's out to dinner with emily and you see the knife just float and then just slits her throat I literally, and this is the first time this has happened in a long time in a movie for me. I literally was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, no, no. <laughs> it's like, I was like, there's no way you're talking your way out of that. And sure enough, she, yeah. she gets locked in the loony bin. And I'm thinking to myself, how the fuck is this gonna, is this gonna uh, rectify itself? And then you find out like the brother's in on it a little bit. Yeah. And there's, there's more layers than you think. And, I think the way they handled everything, it was it was logical. See, the one thing I was afraid of is that they were going to chalk up the the events of him becoming invisible to something stupid and supernatural. But yeah. they kept they kept it realistic. I mean, when I say realistic, I mean obviously that that technology is not here yet. But uh, God, I just my heart fluttered when I said yet. But when, when you think about it, you could see a madman billionaire expert in his field being able to put together a suit like that. And the one, the one gripe I have is really in the rain. The suit doesn't just completely fucking bust. 
Like, well, <laughs> yeah. well, but, but okay, fine. I forgive that. But I think it, it made sense. Everything was explainable. And that's really important to me when you're doing a movie like this. I, I don't really care much these days for the supernatural unless it's done in like a fantastical way. You know, yeah. it's, and I think that this hit a good solid ground and there was so much, there were so many moments of anxiety. And I think it also was sort of mimicking just paranoia and schizophrenia in general. I mean, I don't want to try to like inject personal politics into it, but I think that it was an interesting commentary on how people deal with anxiety and stress. And oh paranoia. yeah, for sure. And I really loved that because to me, the formula for a really good modern horror movie is not necessarily the kill count, but it's how relatable it could be. For sure. And, and that's why I like movies like that. And even Get Out, because in Get Out, I mean, the it, you know, take, take away the whole clinking on the mug and the whole weird out-of-body experience. You got yourself a pretty grounded, realistic commentary about racism and anxiety and and dealing with societal norms Mm -hmm. and i think it works and yeah with invisible man there wasn't much i disliked about it i think i think it hit pretty much every note very well for me Mm -hmm. that's yeah yeah very impressed with it it's it's kind of funny how like we're talking about how like horror movies deal with like social things and, and like issues and stuff like that. And that's such a like classic horror thing to do that. I feel like the genre kind of like lost over the years and it's definitely coming back. So it's funny that it happens to be like that. One of the movies doing that is a remake of a classic monster movie, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah. cause that's what it always was. Frankenstein Dracula. It always was like, products of the times pretty much and and mm-hmm. now these new movies are too and it's interesting to see something like the invisible man like reworked to be to make sense today and also talk about things going on today yeah it worked very well for me and i definitely want to rewatch it soon and i know that they kind of use this as a uh sort of backdoor movie to reboot the rest of the universal movies and so, I mean, that would be interesting to see what else they would do. Yeah, uh, I would love for them to keep doing it like this and, like, not necessarily go for the whole, like, universe thing, but just, like, keep re- remaking these movies, put it in the hands of, like, an experienced horror director like they did with Invisible Man, sure. and just let them, like, do their version of it and, and yeah. release it as, like, a series, but not necessarily, like, connected. Like, it's got to be, like, a shared universe. Because mm-hmm. I'm kind of over that. <laughs> No, I, it, uh, I agree. Yeah, I, I, I like what's her name, uh, Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth Moss. Um, yes, she's she's, she's great. great, and she uh, she was in this other movie called Shirley that came out last year, um, that I was a really big fan of. Um, I think it's based on a true story, like on this some uh, writer, um, but it was pretty intense, and uh, she's just like a great actress all, all around. I hope she keeps uh, getting like bigger, bigger roles. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I I fell in love with her when I first watched Mad Men. Yeah, she's great. I was like, I was like, oh my god, this 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 Peggy girl right here. You know, I had my Canadian club in one hand and my cigar on the other. I was like, <laughs> yeah, this Peggy bitch right here. Yeah, she's great. And the whole movie was great. I loved it. I loved it, baby. Show me more, baby. 
No, Joey, <laughs> you show me more. You you give me a movie, baby. Um, I don't know. Two movies that stood out to me. Uh, well, like I had a few from the year, but I would say my favorites uh, were probably Sound of Metal and uh, Soul and The Five Bloods. Those were probably my top three. And then Tenant and uh, Never Really, Sometimes Always, which was this independent film that came out um, like earlier in the year. Um, but like, not to go on tangents and stuff, but I would say like Sound of Metal and Soul. Uh, Sound of Metal and Soul will definitely might be my probably my favorites um, from last year. And I, I didn't, there was a bunch that I didn't get to see and was upset that I didn't get to see. I know that... Uh, Nomad Land that's coming out with Francis McDormand. I was really excited for that's coming out, I think, next month. Um, and I forget what else, but that's like the main one that I really wanted to see. But Sound of Metals, like, honestly blew me away. And um, it's about this, like, I think the actor's name is Rez Ahmed. Yeah, he's he, awesome. He, he yeah, he's so good. HBO called The Night Of, and it was incredible. And, like, his oh, performance yeah. was so good. My friend, my friend let me borrow that, actually. I was going to watch that soon. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's like a miniseries, not really like a show. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was – it's intense. Like, it's just about this drummer who, like, basically loses his hearing from playing shows, and uh, he has to deal with that. And it's a pretty intense performance, um, pretty intense movie overall. Uh, I know he's, like, getting a lot of, like, Oscar buzz and like he's been he won a few awards already for it so I really hope they recognize it um it'd be really cool if he actually got to win uh best actor I, I could see it happening this year at least mm-hmm. but overall um yeah and like Soul, Soul was amazing it, it was another amazing Pixar film and uh it hits all the notes like the emotional notes and um amazing soundtrack uh, score by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross um, which is like their first like kids movie like that score that they've ever done. Um, it was amazing, and it, it was like one of those movies that just makes you like rethink everything. And you're like, oh, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> like, just yeah, like, most uh, movies make me do that. Yeah, <laughs> like, no matter what they're about. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what am I doing with my life? And you know, like, Human Centipede. I'm like, why am I not a crazy German scientist <laughs> ripping people up? Fuck. Oh shit. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, I don't know. It, it's, I like super like step back from like watching movies over the last like few months. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like super down the, fa- the fact that like all the shit that I was really excited for wasn't coming out and it just like doesn't feel the same. Like, yeah. So hopefully like once this shit slows down over the next few months, hopefully from the vaccine, like, like we can actually like go back to normal. Like, all I want to do, and like I work at a freaking movie theater. It's like I and I still barely go to the movie. Like I went to, twice. I saw Tenant and I saw the Akira 4K remaster. Oh, I want to see that. And like that was insane. But like I was the only one in the theater. Like it sucks. It sucks. Yeah, it fucking that, sucks. It fucking sucks. That's all you can say. But I think we're we're on the right track. You know, vaccines rolling out, and hopefully we can all take this shit more seriously. Yeah. I think you know, you know, maybe even as soon as fall, but who knows? I, I honestly, I think so. I think who knows. Once we hit, like, I think it's going to be like basically like, um, maybe like closer to like March, it'll be like more closer back to normal. Like, because dude, like the summertime didn't even feel like there was anything going on. 
Yeah. yeah. Like the pandemic didn't even feel like it was like happening basically. So hopefully closer to springtime, like summertime, it'll be more back to normal. Hell yeah, dude. That's I all know. I want. I just want to kiss my homies in the theater. Dude, <laughs> straight up. Like, what the fuck? Oh, see dude. dude. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah. I fucking see dude. I really want to see dude, dude. <laughs> They're like, cool, we're going to push it even longer. And I'm like, literally, what's going on? Like, <laughs> you <laughs> I, like, I loved your face. Yeah. You were just, what's going on? Like, like move, the movie's done. The movie's been done. Like, I know. just yeah. release it. Like, it's going to yeah. bomb either way. Like, I know. That, that's what's so funny to me. Like, dude. I, I don't know if they were under the impression that, like, the Dune fan base is like this Dude, young, like big. This fan movie base. was bombing either way. Yeah, it I didn't mean, matter. I mean, I love the director, but all of his like Blade Runner bomb too. Like, I don't know why yeah. I didn't think this was gonna just watch it, please. I love. Dune. <laughs> yeah, it, it, the, pro- the, pro- the problem is a lot of these studios and not just movies but the gaming industry i noticed too they still want to put stock in traditional marketing methods giving it enough time between trailer and release to have Mm -hmm. enough promotions going on it's like dude we're in a fucking pandemic like we don't need to all bets are off tell us tell us about it get us a little bit hype and then just drop it and the thing that worries me about dune is obviously i don't know what like how the movie, what the structure of the movie is, but like the book is very split into two halves. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they're doing the whole book as one movie or if they're planning on doing it as two movies. And if they're planning on doing it as two movies, I'm very nervous that I'm never going to get to see the second. <laughs> movie. Yeah. Because I don't think it's going to make the money that they want it to. And like, I can understand if they make the one and like, are, don't make like the next couple of books because there's like six dune books at least by the original writer yeah, and dude it's like took over but like i hope that they didn't split the first book into two movies because i highly doubt it's going to make enough money i don't know yeah that movie. that's that's too much of a risky uh oversight i don't think they would do that i hope mm-hmm. not because i really would just like to see the complete yeah. story yeah. which also I, I finally watched david lynch's dune recently oh really Oh, did you? And I actually liked it a lot. Oh, did you? I I, I mean, like, it was, it's a very cheesy 80s sci-fi movie. Yes. And as that, it was awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you know what you're getting into. Yeah. I kind of knew, like, I I went into it with such low expectations because everybody says it's, like, unwatchable. Even Lynch. (laughs) And I was like, that was kind of fun. Like, I, I enjoyed it. Also, shout out, it's the big man's 75th birthday today. Yeah. King, yeah. uh, I celebrated by watching his weather report. <laughs> wow, I love those. By the way, do you guys watch those at all? Where does he do? Where does he? He do just it? does it on his YouTube channel. That's amazing. It's so great. He always just like he he's just always pressed up against his computer screen. He's like, "Good morning. <laughs> it's eight oh five. Clear skies in L.A. Uh, big big day. It's he's so fucking great. I love it. Yeah." <laughs> He could literally Jesus make a Christ. he could make an hour long short film of just filming a piece of shit in a toilet and I would love it. Like he's just Dude, like, I would I would I would literally fight for a criterion release. <laughs> I would fight for a criterion release of the short film he did with the ants crawling on the piece of cheese. Did you yeah. guys see that? Yeah. <laughs> Which he would make another movie. 
I would. Yeah. Fuck, man. That would be great. Do you yeah. think he ever will again? I don't know. I, I think like he's, he's like I done. think he's probably. I would I think, say if anything, he'll just keep doing more Twin Peaks. Because yeah. that's been working out. Yeah, I think I think he probably what's gonna happen is he's probably gonna have like one more big passion project in him, mm-hmm. but it's not gonna be a big studio blockbuster. It'll be like somewhere in between indie and yeah, big budget. I mean, he had this one concept. I think it's called like Ronnie Rocket or something that he's been yeah. like wanting to make since he made like Eraserhead. So oh like, wow! Like I hope that someday he makes that just because I'd like to see another movie from him. Yeah, me too. I think it'd be now, great. like nobody's gonna not give him money to make a movie. So exactly, I, I think hope that th- one day he'll actually make Ronnie. Yeah, Rocket. I think at this point it'd be upsetting if he stopped, but I think like we got that good work out of him. So mm-hmm. it's been so long too. So I, it's like, yeah, at this point, there's not even like a hint of him doing yeah, anything. I, I want to say it's been like thirty years. When did what was his last movie? Inland Empire, I think. If I you can no even idea. count this, uh, he did, didn't he do some like documentary about well, his, his life? Well, his last or... full length was Inland Empire, which was 2006. Yeah, so it's been a long time. And yeah. then, like in 2010, 2011, 2012, it, it was he did like some documentary thing. But yeah, yeah, no, it's been a while. It's yeah. we need Daddy, Daddy Lynch, Daddy David. But Joe, you brought up the Five Bloods, which I did actually watch. Yeah, it was awesome. I loved it because going into it, I know I know the Spike Lee formula by now. Oh, yeah. And I would say he always manages to change it up in each movie he does. He always has the same message, you know, about racism and, and whatever. But it's it works really well in all of his movies. Like So it's like different from do the right thing to Crooklyn or something yeah. to bamboozle. So when I was watching the five bloods, obviously you, you can see where the tension lies, but mm-hmm. it's a little bit more deep than that. And it was, it was more about friendship. And sure. I, I really, I really enjoyed it. And I, I mean, any excuse to see Delroy Lindo because I love Delroy Lindo, but everyone else did a fantastic job. And even the fucking the French guy, uh, played by John Reno, who, who I like. But you could tell he's like the overarching white supremacist of the movie. He's like a Frenchman. And he's and the greatest part was like towards the end when he puts on the Make America Great Again hat. So I, was like, I was like, you know what? For anyone else, this would have been too on the nose. But I think like it worked really well in that movie. Because um, yeah. he was the example of just like, greedy and corporate and shady as fuck you knew he was gonna try to betray them like i mm-hmm. i wasn't even shocked about that but i think overall really good movie i don't know what plans he has in the future but really I solid gotta watch, uh, yeah. i gotta watch the uh the david byrne thing american utopia that he directed the live stage like broadway show that he put on like last year two years ago mm-hmm. um spike lee directed it and they put it on hbo uh a while back like a few months back i, I really want to watch it um yeah other than that though it's uh movies are bad so it yeah. doesn't really matter see spike lee for me is like one of the last like uh big like mountains i still have to climb as like a movie fan i have only mm-hmm. seen like two of his movies 
And like, I feel like of that era of directors, he's the last one that I still need to like dive deep into all this. Yeah. Cause I yeah. haven't seen a lot of them and I want to, I don't know why I just like never, I think cause there not a lot of them have been on streaming or like mm-hmm. I've been able to find all of them, but no, I, they're yeah, not. And as, like, as uh, a matter, as a matter of fact, it's only been as of recent that uh, Kino Lorber, got the rights and distributed a bunch of them like quickly in summer of Sam, which summer of Sam might next to do the right thing is probably my favorite Spike Lee movie. Yeah. Summer, summer of Sam's a great right fucking thing. Movie. And I loved it. Um, yeah. Do, but yeah, I right think's amazing. Yeah. But he, but I would also recommend Crooklyn, but he does. Yeah. I, I think it's important. Like what's going on with all these boutique Blu-ray labels, because a lot of these movies you couldn't find anywhere. Like yeah. you would have to pray that one day it would appear on a service that you could rent or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's yes, definitely, definitely climb that hill, okay. dog. Yeah. Okay. I also, I'm dying to see Black Klansman too. I still haven't seen. Oh, it. dude, it's I, so I good. still have not seen that either. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Adam Driver kills it, and so does uh, uh, John David Washington. <laughs> Yeah, which also Good speaking people. of which, I watched Tenant also. I still have not think? seen Tenant. I I actually liked it a lot. I thought I was not going to, just because mm-hmm. I felt like the hype was so big for it that I was yeah. like, "There's no way I'm going to like this as much as everybody else did." And I ended up really liking it. Okay. okay. And I'm dying to rewatch it too. I feel like I'm going to enjoy it more a second time. Yeah, it was. Um, it's a lot. Like it's very confusing, and like I would say it's Nolan's most Nolan movie. Like this is everything yeah. that is a Christopher Nolan movie is in Tenet. For sure, it looks like I agree. that. Yeah. Overall, pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'll watch it at some point. Yeah. Just watch it, you pig fuck. Just pig fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Take your clothes off. Fuck yeah. On let's, cam. Let's, let's just do this. Let's just, let's just fucking yeah. do this, dude. Dude, let's I'm just... calling Ming Chen. <laughs> yeah, oh, but uh, also for 2020 movies, I don't know if either of you guys watched it, but my number one was Possessor. Uh, oh, I, I actually, no, I, I haven't. I, uh, it I bought really, it, but I didn't get to watch really it. really awesome. It's David Cronenberg's son directed it. And uh, okay. I think it's his first movie or like one of his first movies. And it was just really, really cool. Like it, the concept is awesome. The The cinematography was amazing. As like a debut film, it was like, I can't wait to see whatever he does next. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was probably my favorite of 2020. Okay. And, uh, yeah, okay. More, more people should definitely watch it. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check it out this week because I put it off for so long and as soon as it came out, I downloaded it with the intent to watch it. But I don't know. Life happens, you know. <laughs> <laughs> life just kind of gets in the way. Wasn't yeah. there an old possessor? It has nothing to do with that, right? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, yeah, it's its own thing. It's kind of like it, it's honestly not even really a horror movie. It's more like a sci-fi movie. <laughs> horror elements. It's it's like uh, it's weird. It's definitely like a genre bending kind of movie. Okay. Come on, baby. You selling this? All right. <laughs> okay, Let's cinema. cinema. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. Let's uh let's talk about uh what what should what should we what should we fucking talk? You know what I mean? Like there's so many <laughs> so many great movies came out in 2020. <laughs> let's let's not lie. 
All right, I have. I'm throwing this out there. I like Bill and Ted face the music. It was fun. I didn't see it. Was it was fun. Fun is a good word. It's the whole series has always been dumb and fun, and the new one was dumb and fun. So by that standard, it won for me. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a good time, and Kid Cudi was really funny in it. Yeah, yeah, that that was a good inclusion, and I love um, what was his name? William Sadler's death coming back was a yeah. great job. I fucking love that. But yeah, other overall, I'd say now we can kill that. We can kill that series now. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> at a certain point you're just like, oh my, like honestly, I was like, okay, like it was funny. There are definitely mad cringe moments. Oh yeah, but I'm just like, ooh, it's just like a few moments you're like, ooh, like, <laughs> like it's just like oh, you don't have to be that cringe with it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It was good, but it it's probably not something that I could definitely rewatch uh, that many times. Yeah, I agree with that. It was nice to just see it happen. Yeah, because it's been like it. so long. Yeah, I kind of felt the same way about Borat too. Yeah, so it was good. I enjoyed it, but like, I don't really need another one. Like, I think, think, well, yeah, that's how I felt when it got announced. I I was excited because, yeah, Sasha Baron Cohen's a fucking genius. And especially in today's climate, I knew he was going to do a good job. But I was just like, "Eh, I mean, I don't need this. I, but it was honestly shocked me that people didn't know who he was. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. No, like, I know. It, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's I feel like yeah. it got so big. Like I was so surprised all of the like like man on the street type of scenes. I was like, do these people not know like it's Borat? <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking Borat. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like I don't even know how that's a thing, but yeah, I think it was good comfort food for a year that needed it. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I definitely agree. It was good. I mean, the, 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 Gi- the Giuliani scene, obviously, is just yeah, that was ridiculous. Like, I don't know how anyone talks their way out of that one, <laughs> but it was crazy. And the girl that he got, the woman that he got to play, his daughter in the movie was fucking hysterical. Too. Yeah, she was really funny. <laughs> I love, I love when she comes back from the bathroom at like that feminist rally or what, whatever it was. She's like, "I just did something magical. I took my <laughs> finger." <laughs> you know what it is? I guess she needed to introduce her because people don't know who she is. So she was able to get away with more of like the public. Yeah, like, I think yes. that's why they did that. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. It it like not only introduced somebody funny into the limelight, but exactly what you said. Yeah, they needed. To she throw was more off. the star of the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I yeah, agree. It, it was fun, and I'm glad that Prime just put it up. They were like, "Fuck it, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Let's do this, bro." Um, I would say it sucked that Azamat wasn't in it, and I actually heard. Uh, a really brief clip of the actor who played him in the first movie talk about it. Oh, really? And, and apparently they never told him there was going to be another Borat. What they said was, you can audition for this project with Sasha. And they just, like, didn't tell him it was Borat. Which, like, I don't know why I questioned that, but I don't know why he would lie about that mm-hmm. or maybe just to yeah. get his name back out there. I, you I know, think it's, like, it's hard to tell these days. They were I trying to know. keep it under wraps. Like I know that. Yeah. Like, oh, for sure. No one, like yeah. they, no one really knew about it. Well, so what was interesting too, was that I was wondering 
when they had filmed this and then you yeah. get halfway through the movie and they start talking about coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, Oh shit, that was recent. <laughs> like yeah. that was, yeah. <laughs> that was, Oh my God. So I think it was interesting kind of combining those elements of, Oh, you don't know like when this could take place. Oh wait, it's now. And yeah. the message was still relatable. That D- doesn't matter mm-hmm. when the hell you're making this, but I love everything he does. He's such an important person not only in like filmmaking, but just in human decency. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love his work. Everything he's ever done. I just, I'm like, you know what? Even if it doesn't hit that great, I respect what you're doing. Yeah. Like you're, you're really outing the terrible people in this world. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's great. Like people have literally lost jobs over him. So like that, who is America show? And people like like senators, reps, like they yeah. lost their fucking positions, and I'm like, good. Like the yeah. dude's got his <laughs> pants around his ankles, screaming Chinese slurs. Like, yeah, get the f- get him the fuck out. Like that. That's yeah. exactly what we need. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, who knows what he'll do next? I, I I don't know at this point. I feel like it's got to be something super duper unique and yeah i feel like the best ideas are kind of more at bruno kind of days are probably over oh yeah Yeah, for sure he's a good actor too he's in a lot of good movies he is sure yeah uh but i would say i really enjoyed borat too let's like i said with bill and ted let's keep it there let's yeah let's stop it that's it was good but let's move on let's do Mm -hmm. let's do new things so, I agree. I agree. Cinema. Yeah. So Sonic the Hedgehog best film 2020. Honestly, dude, it's <laughs> gonna like, dude, Sonic's gonna win best actor. <laughs> yeah, over Jim Carrey. Like he doesn't even get a nomination. It's just Sonic. Yeah, dude. Facts. Facts, <laughs> my guy. <laughs> oh, cinema, baby. Yeah, movies are just so bad. Like Onward, cinema. bad. Mank, Trash. bad. No, I'm kidding. I like both. <laughs> <laughs> Onward. Did you guys see Onward? Yeah. I did. I think that was actually the last movie I saw in theaters. I personally, and this might be a hot take, I liked Onward a lot more than Soul. Oh my god. I thought Soul Cancel. was good, but I don't know why forever, <laughs> like the message of Soul, it just didn't like connect with me. And that's totally like personal preference. Oh, interesting. But I liked Onward a lot more. Oh, <laughs> I still haven't seen Soul, so I can't give an opinion on that. It's a, I mean, it's like but, it's a great movie. I, I mm-hmm. don't deny that. It's just I, I you're, for some you're reason denying it. Connect with you're, it. You're denying it, and you're making a scene. It actually was the worst <laughs> movie I've ever seen. I would actually, okay. I just I watched you to it like, on Disney Plus, but if I had bought a physical copy, I would destroy it. <laughs> I um. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will say with Onward, though, I appreciate that there were those magical, fantastical elements, but they mm-hmm. still kept it very true to life. Like they didn't try to go, "Oh my god!" Like they discovered a mountain, and then all of a sudden, it's wizards just yeah. scaled about and just doing magic. It was like, <laughs> no, they're fucking just on a road trip and. The guy, the kid, can sometimes do magical things, but in yeah. the end, the message is like, just don't let that fire die inside of you. But life also sucks. Let so it die. like that's that's why I liked it because yeah. you know obviously they were influenced by D and D, 
and that kind of culture. But I just, I really, I really like when they don't go the full nine with it, you know? Yeah. Like, like, oh, we just, we just fucking came across a cave and there's a dragon. Like, I would have checked out. Like, now that's, that, uh, that's too much for me. Now that you have Disney Plus, there's a show on there called Inside Pixar where they like each episode's like about a different person that like works at Pixar. And there's an episode on the writer and director of Onward. Oh, okay. Talks cool. about like how he came up with the idea. And it's like basically straight from his real life. Like the basic story of like his oh, dad cool. dying and like having this like, oh, wow. like tape okay. that has his voice on it and like his brother and like the whole ending, like his whole realization about his brother, it all came like basically directly from his real life which was really That's so cool yeah that show's great on uh, on disney plus they, there's say, an episode about soul too i will so, say it was i was sad when you could see his his brother talking with his dad in the final moments before the sunset and you were just like oh man like he can't quite see him and then of course like the message there is move on like that's <laughs> that was your past dude that's yeah <laughs> he's dead okay get over, get over it loser <laughs> yeah i cried watching yeah, onward was, i won't lie but it was yeah it was it was sad like it was it yeah. was i think it got the job done and i did enjoy mm-hmm. it i know i know people have mixed feelings on it but i thought it was good cinema. i liked it cinema movie suck there you go <laughs> sonic you get down sonic sonic's the winner here dude sonic, sonic. 2 Sonic, you guys are rats. Better. Sonic is better than Mank. Like I'm just gonna <laughs> fuck it. No, I'm Mank. Did anyone else see Mank? I did not. I didn't yet either. I, I've been die. I've been meaning to sit down and watch it. I've heard very mixed things about it. So yes. Okay. So yeah. so because you guys haven't said it, the only thing I will say about it is I will defend the mixed things by saying you have to be grossly interested in the subject matter to like yeah. the movie. You have to like either Orson Welles, Old Hollywood, the story of Citizen Kane, Gary Oldman, or hopefully all four, like I do. Because I feel like you if just, you don't, like, that list you just said, you could put on like your Tinder profile of your. your oh, I did. I did. I did. <laughs> After <laughs> I watched Mac, it inspired me. I was like, you know what? Orson Welles. <laughs> so basically, you absolutely loved it because all of those things are. Yeah, things well, that's what I'm saying is that. <laughs> unfortunately the reality is if you're not interested in the story it will seem like a slow burn dragathon but i think everyone did a good job gary oldman what else do you say about gary oldman i mean he did a fantastic job the guy they got Mm -hmm. to do orson wells pretty decent job they got charles dance in there uh as um charles foster kane and and so everyone else did a good job, and uh, but again, I'll, I'll I'll leave it as you gotta be interested in one of those things. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not gonna like the movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Fincher Fincher did a good job. I I think he was he was a good choice to direct, and I didn't know that his father. I think his name is Jack. He actually had been working on this before he died, like in the nineties or something. Like he wanted to do mm-hmm. this a long time ago. And oh, then damn. David and then David took the torch. And he was like, I'm gonna fucking do it. And it's one of those things where like I'm really glad in recent years we've been getting a lot of old Hollywood biopics because it's kind of like keeping the fuel of the fire lit. Like we got mm-hmm. the Stan and Ollie, which was awesome, by the way. Yeah. I watched that mm-hmm. uh it was either last year or two years ago. 
And then the Judy Garland one with Renee Zellweger, she did an excellent job. So I kind of like this. I, I, I've been enjoying what they've been doing with the formats of these movies. So I, I hope to see that continue because yeah. all these people have been long dead. Mm-hmm. So like no one really knows about them unless you know them. Like either yeah. you are of the age to remember them or you're a sick fuck like me or us where we're like, oh yeah, we, we just know these people. But it's cool. I, I would say um, I, I did like Mac for what it's did you Did you like it? I, yeah, it's bad. I didn't like it. Uh, <laughs> I but, knew it. Yeah. But I didn't like it as much as an American pickle. <laughs> oh my god shut the oh my fuck god up. i didn't even bother watching that <laughs> all right can i just say something and y'all can feel free to drive to my house and punch me in the fucking face for saying this <laughs> i hate you seth rogan actually proved to me that he could do a dramatic role like i i, I don't even Dude. understand what it is it's it's so fucking stupid let me just say like with that comment i'll preface this by saying like I don't think it was a great movie. I, I don't. But but it proved to me that because obviously every every white male comedian hits that point in their career where they're like, okay, I'm just gonna do silly voices and dialects for a series of movies, and I'm just gonna well, Sandler never fucking grew out of that, but I'm just gonna fucking do this. That's gonna be the trope that I live mm-hmm. by. But for some reason. I thought Rogan was good in that movie. And it proved to me that even though it wasn't a good movie, he could at least have the chops to take on a dramatic role. So like mm-hmm. that to me, it was, it was just a good case study on him being able to do that. But I, I remember just like in my mind, internalizing how much of a fucking meme fest that movie was going to be. Yeah. It's like, it's mm-hmm. such a ridiculous concept. Yeah. But but I I you know I think I would like to see Rogan take the same path as Sandler. I would like to see him in dramatic roles. Yeah, and this movie cool. made me realize that. Mm-hmm. I think it would be good, but I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> America, the funniest shit ever when he turns into a pickle. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Dude, pickle that, that reminded me too. Just talking about like comedic actors and the roles that they do now. Did either of you guys watch Palm Springs? I can't remember if we talked about yeah, it. Yeah, I did. I I kicked myself in the head because I still have not seen that, and I really it's, want it's to. It's a good, quick watch. Andy Samberg's really good in it. That's what made me yeah. think. And uh, it's like a perfect, like, light, not too, like, over-the-top deep or, like, trying to say anything kind of movie. Mm-hmm. That was fun. I would definitely yeah, recommend... I- it I out. liked it. It was definitely not anything crazy, but it was something like original, basically semi-original. I would say, like, to look for a silver lining of 2020 and quarantine. I would have never watched that movie if not for, like, just the fact that it was new and there was nothing else to watch. Yeah. So I definitely think, like, quarantine obviously was terrible, and especially for movies, mm-hmm. but I it did make me kind of like seek out or give a chance to things that were kind of outside my comfort zone. Yeah. Oh for yeah, sure. for sure. Yeah. Which is I definitely did the like same thing watching, which was, which was a good thing, I guess if I was yeah. to had to say a good thing about it. Actually, I think the good thing was all the people that died during quarantine. <laughs> Honestly, like we need less people. There's no point. 
All right, and that's the show, folks. <laughs> that's that's where we continue. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, we, we need a new Joey. plague. Joey, <laughs> Joey, Joey. Yeah, I mean that was that was it for 2020 for me. <laughs> I I don't know what else we talk about from that period of time. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, look at new fucking Jersey. metal, dude. Yeah, so I guess we can just kind of briefly discuss the future of movies what we what we do want to see i mean there's not really much i'm no, anticipating like, there's a couple there's a couple things like like the the green knight the a24 movie yeah that, that's just been in yeah. space and i really yeah. want to watch that like i was everything... saying sorry what were you saying no what were you i was saying? just gonna say I, I was saying before we started before that like there's so many movies that i should have seen by now and it's so frustrating thinking about that yeah like yep. the, I was saying it about the new Halloween too. Like I should have seen that movie already, and it annoys me that I can't. Yeah. yeah. Do Do we know when they push that to Hollywood? Halloween kills. Oh, okay. October. So, yeah. I mean, that it, makes it basically sense. was. They said like an exact one year push, so it'll be yeah. Whatever. So yeah, I mean, I really I think that would be awesome. I think. Yeah, Green Knight was another one. I was like so anticipating that, and it makes me so angry that I still can't see it. Yeah. I don't know. It's like everything that it's like all the basic stuff everyone was hyped for, like Batman, Dune, mm-hmm, like yeah. James Bond. It's like all the like shit that was going to come out. It's like, but uh, fuck us, right? Yeah, <laughs> but me, I right? will say, I feel like I, that too is another like silver lining. I will appreciate <laughs> going to the movies so much more than I ever have. Yeah. Oh hell yeah, dude! I'm gonna appreciate just walking into a store without a fucking mask. I know. Like, <laughs> like just go get the mask. You know, fuck it. But yeah, there's just so much out there that we're gonna get at some point, and then there's mm-hmm. gonna be like this weird influx where they're gonna like try to pack on all these movies to compensate. Well, and I'm wondering gonna- what's gonna happen like in the next couple of years, just because <clears throat> things that were supposed to like start production did not. And like I'm yeah. wondering on like the studio end, like are they still even like green lighting movies right now, or is that kind of halted? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's anyone's guess. I think right I now it's probably yeah. the name of the game is probably the people with the deepest pockets are yeah. are going through because it's just it's so much of a risk, and people are trying to transition from theater to on demand, and and a lot of people are scared, and I understand that, but. Obviously, we've proved if if the fucking Trolls movie is banking that much money, <laughs> like we know that the formula is there, and this was the yeah. natural <clears throat> transition and progression of the industry. But people are still kind of, you know, give me the new Minions movie. Don't push the new. Give me the fu- just put it on fucking on demand. But anyway, now I mean, there's a couple things I want, like the Many Saints of New of Newark. Yeah, I, I want that. Mm-hmm. I I can't wait for that. Yeah. Uh, Dune, obviously. Uh, the French Dispatch. I, yep. I fucking cannot wait to see that. Oh, yeah. I like completely uh, forgot. Yeah, I know because it just, it, the trailer was here and then that was it. Like, yeah. that's, that's yep. just no news. But yeah, there's a couple things. But overall, I just, nothing's getting me we'll hyped. See, I guess. It's just we'll like, see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, they obviously are going to have big things in the works because they know that they're going to have to recover from all yeah. the shit that happened. So I'm looking forward to seeing what's on the slate for the next couple yeah, of years. Yeah, I'm ready Probably to get out and spend my money at movie theaters. Yeah. Cinema. Ready to get out, breathe in that air, <laughs> not get COVID, baby. Spit on the floor. 
down the floor. Ready to just go spit all over a movie theater. <laughs> yeah, and not be looked at weird. Like, yeah. yeah, well, I get like, over Fuck it. you, Grandma. Like, I'm spitting <laughs> on the floor. It's sticky, okay? It needs lubrication. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fucking Jesus. Uh, all right, let's 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 play a fun game. Let's, uh, A24, A- let's, let's all come up with a new A24 movie. Let's go. Okay. All right, Joe, um, you got this. Okay, Ray Romano. Oh, hell yeah. I'm starring sorry. Ray Romano. I'm sold. And uh, Ray Romano. And uh, let's see. Fucking Ray Romano. Yeah, uh, Ray Romano. He's the main actor. Um, and he basically, uh, it's basically The Lighthouse, but with Ray Romano. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, the other actor is just um, Willem Dafoe again. Yeah, (laughs) it sounds like a funnier die sketch. Yeah, literally just remake the lighthouse. Call it the lighthouse. (laughs) Just have Ray Romano. Literally just call it the lighthouse with Ray Romano. (laughs) And then uh, have uh, I don't know. Have Todd Phillips direct it. Oh, man. That'd be cool, right? Like, and uh, but then halfway through the movie, it turns into a remake of The Breakfast Club. Yeah, I, you know that's the most A twenty four thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I don't know. I love cinema. Cinema's good. <laughs> Fucking done. <laughs> well, Joe, Joe just beat it all out, so we can't, yeah, can't dude, even fight comment me. on that. Like, come on. Actually, like, I, I my idea was a. A24's Paw Patrol. Fuck yeah. Oh, hell yeah. It's all done with marionette puppets on (laughs) one stage. There's no change of scenery. And uh, they're all voiced by like A24 regulars, like like Timothy Chalamet's in there. Saoirse Ronan's going to voice one Mm -hmm. of them. Lawrence Pugh's going to voice one of them. Fuck yeah. Uh, I don't know who should direct it, but... James Franco. Okay, yeah, James Franco will direct it. So there'll be some controversy <laughs> going into it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, they'll have, have classic wooden marionettes. I love Fuck it. Yeah. Let's and it has to be shot on 35 millimeter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's A24's Paw Patrol. Damn. I Honestly, see that kind of that, that kind of rips. <laughs> I would see that. <laughs> All right, what's yours, Sam? All right, we're doing we're doing a gritty reboot of the Flintstones. Holy shit! <laughs> we're doing a fucking thriller. We're doing we're doing like a a coming of age thriller. Dude, like, make it in, in in Spanish and it's directed by Guillermo del Toro. Oh, oh my god, Guillermo del Toro directing a gritty Flintstones, and movie. he plays Fred in it. Yeah. Oh my, and it's all. <laughs> The whole thing's in Spanish, and there's no there's there's no subtitles. <laughs> that's that's a fucking power move by yeah. El Duro. I I would I would like to see that. Yeah, I, like that. <laughs> I think we got some hits here. Yeah, I think we should pitch these. They don't anymore. Yeah, holy shit, dude! And just make the cast like I don't know. Make the cast the entire cast of Little Women. Yeah, <laughs> fuck it. There we go. John Goodman has to come back just in the background as a character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, literally, he doesn't even show him. He's just like walking by real quick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like a Hitchcock cameo. <laughs> yeah. 
It's like helping someone move out of a car or something. <laughs> yeah, well, cinema. I love cinema. Yeah, so 2021, hopefully hopefully good things is what we're hoping hopefully for. Hopefully not. Yeah, it'd be good to just not recover. <laughs> yeah, like honestly at this point, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> we, could, we could hit more rock bottom. Come on, yeah. guys. Come on. You know what Come I mean? On. Cinema. Yeah, so... Fuck movies. Yeah. Movies suck. Oh, but, you know, before we go, Blake, I, I think you should introduce the new member of the podcast. Oh, wait. I got to go get him. Okay. <laughs> Dude, let's talk, I, about, let's talk about how sexy Blake is while he's gone. Yeah. Listen, that's you see that? he's got going on. He's got dude. a candle lit, dude. You see that flannel? Dude, that flannel. That's a that's a that's a Kubrick flannel. That shit hits hard. <laughs> you you can see, man, the colors game. I mean, come on. Come on, bro. Also, I'm pretty sure uh he's he's just uh, he was kind of drooling a little bit. It was kind of cute. Uh, like, Dude, honestly, kind of kink. Yeah. Joe Joe's moving at a high rate. He's uh he's can, I, can you point the camera a little lower? What are you doing over there? What are you doing over there? Oh, oh shit, it's the Meister. Little oh chicken. God. Meet the member of our podcast. <laughs> Meet the newest member. Dude, is that a chicken? <laughs> so, Dewey, in your opinion, the um, the films of uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my God, he's such a munchkin, little piggy boy. Dewey yeah, that's... said that uh, his favorite movie is Joker because he related to it. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. little bean boy, little, little woofy. He's a baby. <laughs> look, look forward to the Silver Screen Fiends merch starring Dewey. <laughs> Dude, oh, what a little bean, little bean oh, boy. The official so bean, sleepy. official bean boy. Oh my god, <laughs> <He's> so sleepy. <laughs> oh, wow. Look. Do we? Do you Dude. hate? Do you like movies? <laughs> oh my god, like <laughs> falling asleep. Dude, eat, dude, eat him live on cam. <laughs> Just put, just take your mouth and just put it around his entire Dude. snoot. I'm pretty sure he'll bite the back of my throat if I do. That. <laughs> Dude, consume your dog. <laughs> Let's talk about Airbud now that Dewey's here. <laughs> oh, do you know that there's like 18 Airbud movies? Dude, so hot. Airbud universe, Airbud cinematic universe. Yeah, directed by Quentin Tarantino. Can that be his last movie? A new Airbud movie? Yep. That'd be so epic. Remember when he was like, I'm going to do a dark Star Trek and I laughed hysterically? Honestly, <laughs> at this point, I'll take it. Yeah, he had a script written. I'm I curious what the last movie is going to be. It's probably going to be like, uh, people are saying it's either going to be Kill Bill Volume 3 or it's going to be some type of like sci-fi film. Yeah. Yeah, I could see one or the other. Yeah, he never did sci-fi, so it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, he's exhausted other genres at this point, so I could see that. I'm surprised sure. he never did horror either. Yeah. <laughs> like a true horror movie. Cause I like, there's so many horror documentaries I've watched that he's like, a, he like appears in to like talk about horror movies. Yeah. But who knows? yeah, I think, I think it, uh, I, I would say, yeah, either like horror or sci-fi or like another kill bill or something. Mm-hmm. I can, I can see those cinema, cinema, cinema. He's going to direct the new West side story. Yeah. <laughs> That's I forgot that was supposed to come out too. Yeah, yep. that that was another thing. That was another thing, baby. Another fucking thing. It was my Mission Impossible? Rock. 
but maybe. <laughs> rock. Oh, Do you guys well, want to? Uh, you boys want to wrap it up? I think. Yeah. I think with Dewey falling asleep, we need to wrap oh. this up. Dewey's <laughs> literally boy. falling asleep, and that's the most fucking adorable thing ever. Check so, out. so we are glad to be back in the new year. Yeah, of things course. coming. We'll have more content. But for now, this has been the Silver Screen Fiends Podcast. I have been your host, Sam. I'm Joby. And I'm Blake and Dewey. <laughs> Dewey. We can't forget about Joe, too, on the mic. Relax. <laughs> and we'll come at you soon. Oh, come okay, on, you bye. Soon. Get out of my house. <laughs> you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> 